1: Hi, I'm Dr. Lori Hess, Director of Pet Health and Nutrition at Zupreme, and you're listening today to podcast number 52. Today, we're going to talk about what to expect when you take your bird to the vet. Now, what you might encounter today when you take your bird to the vet may be a little different from what you might have a couple of months ago, um, but just know that there are dedicated veterinarians out there. They are essential healthcare workers, and most veterinary hospitals in the U.S. are functioning. So there are bird vets available for You, whether you're getting a new bird or you're taking the bird you've had for a long time to the vet because you're concerned about his or her health. So, what can you expect? Well, typically what's happening now is rather than having pet owners come into the veterinary hospitals, um, they're being asked to wait outside. Hopefully, this will change again and you'll be able to go inside um, and watch the bird exam with your bird and and talk to your veterinarian directly. But for the moment, um, you're mostly going to be asked to sit outside in your car or stay outside as your bird is taken into the hospital for a checkup. So likely you'll have a conversation with the veterinarian or one of the staff members of the veterinary hospital before you hand off your bird. Um, you'll be talking to them about you know, what you feed your bird, where your bird is housed, how long you've had the bird, where you got the bird, a whole host of questions that we call the history of the bird. Really a background uh, set of information to guide the veterinary staff about what's 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 going on with your bird or what to expect. Then your bird will be taken into the animal hospital while you wait outside. Um, typically, you know, for years and years, just to let you know, and hopefully this will go back to normal soon. But um, I usually have the pet owner in the room with me, um, watching everything that I do, examining the bird, talking to them, even even drawing blood. Uh, and and that's something that ultimately I hope I'll be able to return to do. But right now I am taking the the bird in only while the owner waits outside. So then I and my staff take the bird in and. And we first observed the bird in the cage to make sure the bird looks happy and alert um, and healthy. Most birds that are in the cage are a little nervous and they should be alert and looking around. Uh, unfortunately, sick birds tend to sit there and not be that responsive and, and in that kind of sort of scary setting, if a bird isn't responsive, isn't sort of on guard, I know something's wrong. So I'll look at the cage. Sometimes birds actually come in the cage that they live in. Sometimes they come in travel cages and depending upon the size bird you have, if you have have a little bird in a cage. Sometimes you can actually pick up the whole cage and bring it with you in the car uh, to the animal hospital, which is quite helpful for the veterinarian and the veterinary staff to see the whole cage intact, so they can see, you know, what the perches are like and what the food bowls are like and how the cage is arranged. On the other hand, if you have a very large bird, you won't be able to do that, so you will need some sort of safe travel carrier. And there are quite a few on the market um, made specifically for birds that have a perch in them, um, or a food bowl uh, that are the appropriate, if it's an actual cage with bars, you wanna make sure that the bar spacing is such that the bird can't escape, that the spacing isn't too wide between the bars. Um, I really love they make some lucite cages that birds can see out of. Birds like to look out. Um, If they get nervous, you can. uh, put a towel or a blanket over the cage but um, they're made out of lucite and they have some little ventilation holes for the bird to breathe but they're safe so the bird can't get out and drafts don't you know drip whip through wind doesn't whip through the carrier uh, if if it's solid sided like that made out of lucite and certainly if you're gonna bring your bird out in cool weather you want to protect the carrier in some way with a blanket or a a towel so that air doesn't whip through and, and chill your bird anyway so once your bird is inside and I you you know, the veterinarian is looking at the the cage or the carrier, um, looking at the bird in the carrier, uh, then they'll gently take the bird out. Typically we wrap birds uh, in a towel. We try to gently pick them up without startling them. Um, There's a whole movement called Fear-Free Veterinary Visits, meaning we approach the animal in a way that's actually uh, something that's predetermined. Uh, It's a whole program called Fear-Free where veterinarians are taught to pick up animals, whether it's a dog, cat, bird, ferret, whatever, in a very low-stress kind of way. And, And that's the kind of vet that ideally you want to find who understands those terms rather than sort of throwing a towel or a blanket over your bird's head and stressing that bird out you do want to look for someone who handles your bird gently. So then uh, we'll pick up the bird and typically my assistant, uh, my veterinary nurse or my veterinary technician, holds that bird gently wrapped in, in a towel. Um, while I examine the bird from head to toe. And I literally do start up at the head and examine the head, the eyes, the nose, the mouth, the beak, uh, you know, the top of the head. And I work my way down through the body, looking at each body system as we call it. You know, I look at uh, the eyes, the ears, the nose and the mouth. Then I listen to the heart, listen to the lungs, listen to the breathing. I palpate or touch with my hand, the belly, the abdomen. Um, to see if I feel any swellings, um, any fluid in the belly. I'll look at the vent, which is the opening uh, of the the common opening of the uh, GI tract um, and the urogenital tract, that little opening on the bottom part of the bird where they poop. Uh, make sure everything looks okay. I'll examine um, the bird's wings and legs. Make sure the muscle tone is good. Uh, feel around if I feel any lumps or bumps uh, on the body. Look at the skin. Look at the feathers look at the preen gland, which is the gland at the base of the tail, that oil gland that most parrots have. Some don't. Amazon parrots, for example, don't have that. But I'm really going to do a thorough exam and look at the feet of the bird. If the bird is wearing a band, I'll write that that number down as a a source of identification for that bird. Um, And then I'll do my whole exam, and then I'll weigh the bird. I'll put the bird down on the scale and weigh the bird, and then I give the bird a rest. And at that point, I have an overall picture of the bird. Um, If I've noted anything abnormal, I will make a record of that. I usually, you know, do my records as I go so I don't forget anything. And then I'll speak to the owner. And and it used to be, again, that the owner was standing right next to me as I was doing that. Um, Now I have to call the owner in the car for the time being during the COVID epidemic. But um, I will discuss with the owner any abnormalities I might have found and any tests I might want to do. And typically on a, a general exam, uh, if it's a first time exam, certainly, or if a bird is ill, I'll think about checking the stool for parasites or any abnormal bacteria or yeast. I will think about doing some basic blood work on the on the bird. We do a CBC looking for white cells and red cells and all the different kinds of white cells and red cells and platelets. Um, And then um, we look for, uh, we do a chemistry test, which is looking at the kidney function, liver function, the electrolytes, proteins, sugar in the blood, all of those things that they might do uh, you know, on a person. We do that on birds, too. And then there's a, a bunch of other tests that I might be considering for more specific diseases, and that's something your veterinarian will discuss with you. Then I will put together an estimate of what these tests would cost to, to run, and then um, I discuss it with the owner. And, and it used to be, again, that I would stand in front of the owner and show them the estimate um, and have them sign permission and discuss it, you know, what they're interested in doing or what they would like me to not do. Um, and uh, at this point, unfortunately, I have to do that on the phone and I actually email them an estimate in the car for them to email me back to tell me if they're okay with it. So once we get approval from the owner, we go ahead and we take blood and um, I take blood in my animal hospital with the bird completely awake. We take blood from the neck. It's the safest place to take blood from most uh, species of birds. Uh, Generally the parrots have a very large jugular vein in their neck and it's a very safe thing. So I, I have my assistant hold the bird gently in the towel. Um, and we lie the bird down on the table, and with the head pointed toward me, I hold the head in one hand, and I actually take um, a predetermined amount of blood from that uh, blood vessel in the neck, the jugular vein, I, I wipe it with alcohol first to part the feathers. And birds, uh, parrots actually have a little furrow uh, a bet- part between their feathers on their neck where there's actually no feathers. It's a little little featherless tract, as we call it, where the vein is very visible, and I will take blood from that vein there, the amount of which I determine based on the bird's weight. Um, there's a formula for that. And I take the blood, and then I hand the bird back to my assistant who puts her finger over the little hole where I've taken blood just to put a little pressure, like a little mandate for a minute until the bird clots. Um, I'll put the blood in the tube that I need to send to the lab, and then I'll check on the bird's neck to make sure there's no bleeding, and then we put the bird down. So that's typically what we do. Some veterinarians aren't comfortable doing that. Um, I've been doing this a long time, so I do this five or six times a day in my practice. Um, Some some veterinarians uh, want to anesthetize or sedate a bird before taking blood, and that's fine you know um, it's, it's just another step um, it's something that I would discuss with your veterinarian um, if you if they do suggest that they want to do that because there is a little risk involved in sedating a bird um, but it's something that can be done very safely if it's done the right way. Um, I will also take a stool sample and often I put it on some microscope slides and I have my assistant or I look under the microscope and see what the bacteria look like, do we see any abnormal yeast, any abnormal bacteria or certainly any other parasites. We, we look for parasites like Giardia, um, it's a waterborne parasite, can cause diarrhea um, in birds and in people. Um, and then some other tests I might think about doing are, are x-rays. So we do take x-rays on birds uh, in my practice. Again, we take them with uh, the the birds are awake uh, when we snap the film uh, in our x-ray room and and we take the birds uh, We take two views of the birds one typically with them lying on their back and one on their side Again, in some places the birds are sedated for this. In my practice, we do them awake and um, And then I can see the x-ray right then and there because it's a digital film and it's developed right then and there in my practice. Um, I'm fortunate too because my practice has the ability to run the blood tests right in the the building. Some of them I have to send to the lab, but for really critically ill birds, I can run that chemistry panel in my office right there and get the result and and I do the same with a stool sample. Um, Most advanced avian practitioners who see lots of birds um, have that ability to run blood work in their practice. Some don't and they send out all the tests and that's fine. Um, It's just something that you want to find out ahead of time because if your bird is very ill, it would be nice to be able to find a veterinarian who can run that test in the office right there. Um, And then, you know, I just always watch the bird for a couple minutes after I've taken blood to make sure things are okay. Um, Whatever test results I have, whatever I find, I go through with the owner there and I show them if they're in the office and like they were pre-COVID. If not, then I might send them a digital picture of of an X-ray or certainly talk to them on the phone about the blood work results. I will then prescribe medications, sometimes, um, some of which I dispense from my office right there, with labels on them, with instructions to the owners. We will talk about uh, food that the the bird should go home on, anything else that the owner needs to do at home. Sometimes I'll call the pharmacy um, and prescribe medication that way. A lot of the medication that we use for birds is compounded into a liquid because they can't take pills. Um, and that's typically you know, how the visit goes. So that, that's what we do on our first visit. It's what we do on an annual checkup. Um, and it's really a head-to-toe complete examination of your bird. Um, I would say that, you know, normally this would take about 30 minutes. Um, sometimes on a first exam it takes 60 minutes. Now with the whole COVID epidemic, everything is just taking longer because there's a lot of calling back and forth, a lot of emailing on the phone. Um, so I would expect, you know, to, to leave a, a good 60 minutes for this kind of thorough exam. Um, sometimes uh, we have to have the bird stay at the animal hospital for the day if we have more involvement procedures Um, typically with what I've just described this this takes just about 30 to 60 minutes and then the owner takes the bird home right away so I hope I've given you a good overall view of what it's like to take your bird to the vet just remember again that vets are out there they're caring for your bird they're open Um, you will not get stuck without a vet if you have a good veterinarian in your area but I would recommend absolutely now even before your bird becomes ill hopefully your bird doesn't become ill that you um, have uh, a connection with a vet in your area so you know what to do in case you do have an emergency. So I hope this has enlightened you a little bit today. Just remember that when you're listening to Zoo Nation throughout these episodes, you can, sh- you can follow our Supreme v- Facebook page where we will have posts before every show where you can ask questions for me to answer on the show and you'll see some sneak peeks to episodes there you may have missed there as well. So, if you have any questions specifically, feel free to contact us at 1 800 345 4767 or at customercare at com. This is Dr. Lori Hess. Thank you so much for listening to Zoo Nation today and stay healthy.
0: Thank you for listening today. Dr. Lori Hess is a leading exotic animal veterinarian with a busy veterinary practice in Bedford Hills, New York. If you need more information on any Supreme product or have questions for Dr. Laurie, go to our website at www.zupreme.com where you can contact us.